Welcome to On Air with LG, brought to you by LG Electronics European Air Solution Team. We know that in today's digital world, time is limited, attention is short, and everyone is busier than ever. That's why we're bringing the HVAC industry's hottest topics on air, where you can both learn and be inspired on the go. Join us for a new episode every two weeks, where we answer your most pressing questions and explore the constantly shifting world of HVAC topics like the energy transition, renewable innovation, and the past, present, and incredibly bright future that our industry has to offer to both our lifetime achievers, as well as the next generation of professionals. I'm Melissa Moeller, your host throughout this series, and I hope you enjoy. This session's topic will be your ticket to the future, heat pumps, the next big thing. I'm really delighted to have this chat with European Heat Pump Association's Secretary General, Tomas Novak, and LG Air Solutions Director of Germany, Andreas Galpka. In this discussion, we'll share an insider's perspective on how HVAC industry professionals can use heat pumps to take their business to the next level with a regulation-driven, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So we're here to talk about the next big thing when it comes to energy and heat pump technology. But I would argue that it's really not the next big thing. It's more like the thing that's here and now. In the past decade, heat pump technology has been a hot topic, so it's not exactly new, considering the pace of change most industries undergo these days. However, it's still being adopted step by step, even in the European market, which is one of the most advanced when it comes to the adoption of heat pump technology and renewable energy. Tomas, could you tell us a little bit more about why we're still considering heat pumps a new topic, even though we've been talking about them for the past few decades? Well, thank you, Melissa. It, it's probably true that it's a new topic for the majority of people. Um, for the industry geeks, however, it's nothing new at all. Uh, I just checked my data and we are coming close to a 200 years anniversary of Sidi Cano inventing the basics, the fundamentals of the refrigeration cycle. And the oldest heat pumps that I know of that is still in operation operates in the uh, Mayor's Hall in Zurich. It was introduced in 1937, 1938. So the technology has proven its functionality. Uh, the majority of, of uh, heat pumps, when you count them compared to 1,000 households, is installed in Norway. So they have also proven that they operate very well and reliably in one of the coldest climates in the European continent. So you could ask yourself, why is that new to, to so many people? I think it's new to so many people because the market penetration has arrived now at a point where we have exceeded 10%. We are moving very fast towards 20%. And if we look at strategic marketing, the double S curve of market developments, then we are at the lower part um, of the S curve, after which typically the, uh, the deployment increases very fast. And that's why, in my opinion, it is mentioned by so many people. It is new for them, but it will not be new in very in very few years. Makes sense. Now, Tomas, you're known as the man with a plan when it comes to heat pumps across Europe. We all know that. I'm wondering, I know you shared with us a while back um, the market potential of heat pumps across Europe. Do you have some updated figures to share with us today? Well, we have, we have recently... Um, started our data collection for 2020 and uh, half of our markets have been reporting already and uh, luckily these are the uh, including are the 10 markets that are responsible for about 90 percent of the market development so we have a good idea and the good idea says that 2020 despite all the problems that this year has brought us uh, showed a plus six percent growth so far of the european heat pump markets 
it's a bit sp split between the different member states, but all in all in all, and by and large, that's what we can see. And when it comes to the plan, so where, where are we supposed to go? Then we should note that we have 14.6 million heat pumps installed as we speak. Last year showed us close to 1.6 million additional units, but we have to go to a completely different number. We have something like 120 million buildings in Europe. It's not so clear how much these are precisely, but somewhere between 115 and 120 million buildings. And if we consider that we have about 15 million installed units, then for absolute simplicity, we can say uh, we have something like uh, above 10% market share. And we have to go to, to probably somewhere like 75%. What I think is a good idea for imagination is today we are using 75% of fossil fuels. In the future, in 2050, we should use at least 75% heat pumps. <clears throat> so that means something with somewhere between 80 and 90 million units. The European Commission has, set, has, has uh, presented its sector integration system integration strategy. And in this system integration strategy, it foresees that of all residential buildings, 40% should be heated from electricity and 65% of all commercial buildings. And if this, if the energy efficiency principle applies, then that means that we have to develop a market for of between 48 and 57 million units of all sizes, starting at four kilowatts, for example, going up to megawatts in district heating. So we have a factor four improvement in the next decade, which I find super um, encouraging, but also a huge challenge if you look at the market realities. And then it continues at the same pace until 2050. Wow, that was very impressive uh, amount of numbers you just shared with us there, Tomas. And I think we'll all have to go back and have another listen to uh, really grasp the full picture of what you've said. Andreas, I'm coming over to you. So uh, my question is, what have companies like LG and other manufacturers done to move into the heat pump space? And what can we do to ensure that we stay up to speed with the industry as regulation shift and demand continues to shift to really meet this market potential that Tomas has just shared with us? Yeah, actually, to, to continue with some figures, LG has a long history in the heat pump business. Actually, 52 years ago, in 1968, LG developed the first air conditioning system in Korea to become one of the world's leading companies in air conditioning technologies. And if you go deeply inside of this technology and coming back to Thomas, uh, he mentioned the Cano process, the refrigerant process is basically just a reverse type of an air conditioner is a heat pump. So in your air conditioning system, you're removing the heat from the from inside the building outside and the heat pump is doing it vice versa. So uh, saying this, LG has a has a long history in this business, and um, during this uh, this um, five decades, more than five decades, um, LG obviously gathered a lot of knowledge and experience in that technology. So we can say that this is nothing new. This is a, a reliable technology which has or which has already a, a history. And despite of that, that this this core technology is fifty something years old. Um, Asian companies like LG added a lot of spice to this soup, how to say. Whilst in the past it was quite traditional way of doing and building uh, heat pump systems, some roughly 20 years ago, the Asian manufacturers started to adding new technologies like the uh, inverter, which is our, uh, our description for modul modulating 
uh, uh, the, the refrigerant cycle, which is basically adopting the heat pump, uh, the heat delivery to the demand of the building. And this, uh, this core technology, it's applied in every air conditioner around the world. And it's also part of the heat pumps we are, we are producing. And this, this brings us to the point that uh, companies like LG are always ahead with the technology on what is currently possible. Uh, additionally, we are always um, catching up with the regulations in terms of refrigerants and environmental uh, uh, things. So I, I truly believe that despite not known from so many people as a heat pump manufacturer, we have the technology and we have the knowledge and the expertise. Yeah. So what you're saying is really the potential is there. And uh, we as as brands have the opportunity to move into that space as well. But what I'm wondering from both of you, and obviously either of you can answer the question or both of you, it'd be great to have individual perspectives. Um, the entire industry is jumping on the heat pump bandwagon. But what I, what I think we are all talking about is how can heating installers, how can the B2B businesses really set themselves apart when it comes to sort of taking advantage of this market potential? I think Andre okay. Andreas needs to start to answer that question first because I have an idea, but I'm not that close to the market as you are. Um, <laughs> actually, the, um, the heating business in general is a, is a very is a business with a long history. We are coming back to the history always, and um, and therefore, the, the, uh, many of those uh, people around there looking into heating have very traditional view on this. On the other hand, this technology is now on a, on a break. Through point, as Thomas said, we are we have we have inclined sales over the years, but now we are on a turning point. It goes like this, and the the uh, the installation companies they need to adopt themselves. They need to recognize this market trend is is happening, and they and they do actually they do, and 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 now the industry has the products, but we had it already ten years ago. This is not the problem. But the market was not ready for this. Now the market is ready, and the installer uh, will adopt quickly to this. And yeah, then I think with this combination we can we can make it. I think it's exactly that. I'm I'm very very convinced that the installers they will adapt to this new uh, world. If if the installers experience just half of what I'm experiencing, and that is at least one call per week from a consultancy, from a market research company that says, so what about these heat pumps? You know, we have heard about that. Um, advisors to banks call and say, uh, is, that, is that the next investment um, sector that we should look into? So if this happens on the end user level to installers, then the installers will see that this is their next profit making business and they will actually adjust their knowledge. And I mean, just face it, a heat, to, to install a heat pump, uh, every installer that can install a gas boiler can do that. Dimensioning it is a bit of a different um, perspective. And here, I think companies like yours, um, well, actually every manufacturer come into play. The, part of the offering should be not only offer the, the product for sale, but also offer planning support. And the internet makes that absolutely comparatively much easier than it would have been 10 years, 20 years ago. So maybe it's also the right time. We have so much digital solutions today that the manufacturers can provide a meaningful service offering to the installer and to the end user. Yeah, Thomas, that's definitely true. I mean, the technology uh, has improved. We, we all have uh, mobile phones on our fingertips. And uh, uh, as LG, for example, we are providing 
selection tools online. We have a rough calculation tool where the installer can estimate the heat load for, for the building. He can select the units. He can even make a noise calculation to be sure that the, that, that the heat pump is fitting perfectly into the environment. All of this can be done now with your smartphone. This wasn't the case 15 years ago where it was a kind of rocket science to make calculation for a heat pump. But things are getting more easy. And I think also the system itself is getting more easy. When I started in the heat pump industry some, oh my God, 30 years ago, uh, almost all the heat pumps were kind of tailor-made. But now we are talking about a ready-to-run product, which comes out of big factory, which is pre-tested and everything. So I think this is also accelerating the, the process, the the fear of jumping into this technology is less than a goal because it's very convenient. All the selection tools are there. The product itself is ready to run. Yeah, I see no no uh, reason why why they shouldn't participate on that. Yeah, and, and imagine that one step further. You said now you have your phone. Now imagine that all your, your heat pumps have a small microphone and they collect the outside noise. And then when you live next to a, let's say, busy street, And it becomes busy in the morning, the street gets louder. So then you could actually accept the heat pump to make more noise. And all of this could actually mm. run into, into, you could have a, a good understanding of what the sound carpet around the heat pump installation is. And that would solve one of the problems that we are, that we are seeing now, that uh, we get more and more regulation on sound. But these are not recognizing the reality of the installation. Quite often, it's it's a maybe it's a neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor problem. But we could solve that by adding more sensors to the product. Yes, this is a very interesting idea to to make the make an intelligent noise control, and I'm quite sure somebody's already working on that. What what we could add to this discussion is also the question of what would make it more interesting for the end user. Most end users I know, they don't care for heating. They want comfort, they want warm feet, they want a comfortable indoor environment, they don't want to sit with their feet on 45 degrees and with their heads uh, 40 degrees Kelvin less. Um, and if, if we look at that, if we say, okay, your job would be to provide this type of comfort and now we enhance that perspective and say, we would like to see the building to become an integrated node in a smart grid. And we have photovoltaic on the roof. We have the heat pump in the basement. Maybe we have a battery in the basement. All of this is controlled via, via your smartphone. And, uh, and then you connect it also to your car. A car has 100 kilowatt hours batteries. So if I park my car and I, I allow the, the building to take half of the battery charge, how long would that provide me with heating, cooling, and hot water? Very long. <laughs> yeah, Very there, long. there you go. And I'm a, I'm this big fan of of this visionary that we all know, Elon Musk. And at his last event, he said that the HVAC system is his battery is his pet child. So you know, I think we will see some disruption from somebody that is offering a car, a photovoltaic array, a battery, and a heat pump that are all controlled by the same quite attractive interface. Yeah, we all are very curious about what's coming next. But on the other hand, we already have it. Uh, <laughs> just to put a little bit focus on the energy package we are we are offering. Maybe, Melissa, you have already a question for that to us. As good a time as any, Andreas. Go for it. Tell us about the Smart Home Energy Package. Yes. Uh, so I, I agree to you, Thomas, that uh, integrating the technologies we have on our hands, like cooling, heating, hot water generation, energy production with photovoltaic systems and um, 
energy storage with batteries, either in your house, in a home battery, or in a car, this is definitely the future. And integrating all of this um, sounds like science fiction, but in reality, it's not. We, al we already have this technology since ages, PV, battery, everything is proven, like the heat pump for, for decades. And uh, it's up to us now to integrate all of this and to make it um, to make it available in in a private house, and and um, I think we are again here on on a kind of point in the in the history of these technologies that we have to merge all of this and provide a home energy package. Okay, this is a marketing term from LG, but anyway, it's 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 definitely what what the time is now for it. We we need to combine those technologies. I mean, especially in Germany, we have millions of roofs with uh, solar systems already. We have, I read, 270,000 home energy batteries already installed in Germany. We have more, 1 million heat pumps installed in Germany. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have somewhere this figure in my mind that there are more than 1 million running systems. So we are far ahead from the laboratory. <laughs> we, are, we are already here. We are in the center of the lives. And now we, are, we need to work on integrating these technologies with, with the next upcoming technology, which is the electrical car. And looking at the electrical car, I, I see some parallels to the electrical heat pump. I see that the electrical car is there since the 70s. Really, it's there, but nobody has recognized it. Now it's going, and for now, it's gradually going like this. I saw the curves going up in Germany, especially uh, during 2020, still on a low level, but the, the, the curves of new uh, electrical cars go up. And now even, even uh, my, my father is talking about the uh, electric car and, and this is would never happen before. And I see this same, the time is now. And now integrate all of these technologies and move us to the future. What, what do you think if your father goes to the car dealership and asks for the electric car of whatever brand he chooses? Will they say, do you also want a photovoltaic system or do you also want a heat pump? Will, will they say that? Is that something that is, and that I would ask you directly, is that something that you, you see also in your marketing plans? Do, will we see different sales organizations for heat pumps in the future? Or maybe we have to rephrase that altogether. Will we see different sales organizations that sell comfort indoor systems, complete systems to end users and they will mm. not even ask if it has a heat pump or not. Um, I, I truly believe the way we are doing business in this traditional tower of competencies, like I'm the heating installer, I don't care about anything else. I'm the PV installer, I'm, I don't care. This is gone. Everything is now melting to one technology for the house, for the home. And then it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter where it comes from. And actually, I have thought about your idea that the car dealer who's selling you an, uh, an electrical car is already asking you about the battery. How about the battery in your house? How about PV and all of this? And uh, I can already see this coming. I can, I can really believe that this could be a hub for, for accelerating this technology because um, they have the direct access to the end customer. They are choosing a car. So why don't choose the other systems as well? I'm not saying that the car dealer is selling PV systems. I'm just saying the, the contact to the end customer is coming through that channel. And then we need a network of installers who can do it. 
but now now that you say that i'm thinking the the car dealerships they're temples of luxury and comfort most of them at least the, the good brands now imagine and i'm just having one of these dealerships in my in, in front of my eyes they it, se it seems to be quite a typical architectural feat of these car dealerships that they have a balcony or an empore inside so imagine they would build this as a house like a mock-up house and then it they have photovoltaic on the roof they will have the charging station outside anyhow i'm quite sure that most of these buildings will have an air source heat pump for cooling um, and and if they are done it smart then they will also use the waste heat for heating so they could actually explain to the end user that all of this already works in cop in combination so if, if the person comes in and says well I, i don't know i don't trust you on this one they could say but look we are doing this while we speak we yes. have all the technologies that we are advising you in our building yes as as i said this is um the technology is there we just need to to transfer this information in the in the head of the end customer he needs to understand that the technology is there and how we do it i'm i'm fully with you The car car sales company could be could be an access point, but the other way around would also work. I mean, if 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 there are some some people are talking about energy efficiency, uh, energy efficient houses, why don't they include the charging port for the car from the beginning, including the car battery in the total system from from the first day they are planning the the. Uh, The house, a new house. So everything needs to be integrated, and we have we have a we have a bright future if we understand that we cannot stick to what we have. We need to go ahead. We need to we we, we need to um, yeah to to be open minded to these technologies and this integration. And actually, we we launched this home energy package some week ago. We made the first PR that LG is is having all of these components for the first time integrated into into um, into into life, let's say. And we we received many feedbacks about this. Many people were thinking, "Wow, wow, this is really good." If a big player like LG has all of these components. Manufactured in their own house, and they have integrated. That's something really worth thinking about. So I think the time is now. So how do I get it? If I would say I want, I want one. Who do I call? Me. You have my phone number. No joking. Uh, actually, this is <laughs> this is this is why we are here on the Ice Age. This is uh, not not only because of that, but this is one of the platforms we are using to to spread the good news towards the the customer. We know that a lot of heating installers in Germany, but not only Germany, basically all European countries are looking at the ISH as a platform for new technologies and, and uh, innovations. And that's why we chose this platform. We participate to say, hey guys, we are here, we have it. Just get in contact with you. We can, we can make you an offer. We can uh, make it, um, we can sell it actually. We can sell it from now. It's not, it's not the future technology we will most probably launch in 2025 or something. We can start now. The first systems are running. We are doing field tests. We have sold the first system, so it's not—it's no sci-fi. It's—it's it's here. Yeah. 
So I think, Andreas, what you're saying is basically with the Smart Home Energy Package, there's connectivity between the PV system, the Thermo-V heat pump, and the energy storage. My question would be to Tomas, will there be some regulations in the future that come down the pipeline that actually regulate energy storage as well and make that sort of a default system in houses in addition to what, what heat pumps are now becoming as, as more of a regular, let's say, regulation-driven um, application to every home? You're asking for nothing less than a revolution in legislation because so far we have we have looked at the use of renewables and we have looked at energy efficiency. And at the moment, the, the mantra is energy efficiency first. I'm not sure if it's always adhered to because the market situation in many markets is not valuing energy efficiency. It's so cheap to waste energy, especially when you use fossil energy that you don't get a value for being more energy efficient. But I'm digressing. So to your point, what we are also seeing is that in the energy efficiency legislation, both in the eco-design legislation and in the energy efficiency directives and then the subsequent uh, documents after that, it is it, there is a high value in being as energy efficient as possible. Now, when we start to discuss flexibility and when we start to discuss storage, we are basically building inefficiency into the system and we are exchanging the highest possible efficiency with the highest possible flexibility because we know that at some points in time in this new energy future, we have en uh, sufficient electricity available and it's good to store that in water or in the building core or in a battery, accepting some losses. I would say at the moment, this is not recognized in the legislation. And that is actually a topic that we have on our agenda for the EHPA uh, to discuss with the European Commission and also with the member states. How do you want to adjust the energy label? How do you want to adjust uh, the, the requirements on energy efficiency if you accept that flexibility will cost efficiency points? If I put a 1,000 liter hot water tank into a building, this will inevitably have some losses. But of course, it also gives me something like 100 kilowatt hours of storage capacity. I can convert electricity into hot water and then use it over the next five days. But at the moment, I will invest in something that is not getting the best energy efficiency rating because it is not, but it has a different function that is not recognized so mm. far. We have the smart readiness indicator, but that is not in, in place yet. So we, we are discussing that. So I think generally what we can say is that systems integration is really the way of the future. And I mean, maybe over to you, Andreas, really quickly, just to say, um, I, I would argue that the the um, the bi bi the business to business companies that are really going to kind of win the business potential of this market going forward are those that um, align with each other and sort of when solar uh, installers align with heating installers, that'll be business opportunity for everybody around. Do you think that that's the direction the industry should go? Um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, what I believe is that uh, the complexity of those systems can be handled by um, by the uh, by working together in between the different specialists. So unfortunately, what we are talking about is not more or less than the integration of all building technologies we have, basically. And this is very, very complex. On the other hand, um, if everybody is willing to cooperate, I see no, no problem why we shouldn't uh, make it. 
regardless who has the contact to the end customer, um, we need to we need to uh, we need to cooperate, and then we can we can have those systems up and running. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also really want to get my hands on one of these uh, future houses. As the future is now, I think we can we can say that this is truly like something that we would have seen in a sci-fi movie maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, but we really can, can kind of dream about it. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank you both for joining us today in, in our session. And thank you everyone for joining us. It was a great conversation. I think one that we could really continue for probably hours. Thank you both so much. And thank you everyone out there. Thank you.